From Post Lotness, this is Open Ended. Where two best friends blur the lines between facts and fiction. And today, we're talking about making new friends. So Cher, I remember you were texting me the other day about how you were going through some issues. Yeah, so um, I finished my um, spring semester of school. So tomorrow I'm starting my semester, spring summer semester at school. My last class is before I take my um, my graduate program at UIC, University of Chicago, uh, Illinois. And um, it's been hard making friends. <laughs> it's been really hard making friends. Um, I don't know. I just, there was one student that I thought maybe we'll, you know, we seem like we're kind of in the same age bracket. She, I think, might be a little younger than me, maybe like 26, 27. I'll be 29 this year. So I was like, meh, maybe, maybe. But, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, I think one day class, a couple of weeks, like maybe it might have been right around midterms. I was like, hi, how are you? She's like, I'm good. And then conversation mm. was over. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm just going to sit over here and be quiet. So, Were you bummed out about that? <laughs> Sorry? Were you bummed out about that? A little. Um, I guess I've, you know, through most of my 20s, I've kind of just been able to uh, make friendships fairly easily just because I'm... I have uh, the gift of the gab, and um, this is very true. And um, some people call me charming. Um, I wouldn't <laughs> call my I wouldn't call myself charming. I call myself ex- aggressively friendly. So um, I don't know. I I was trying to you know be a little more congenial and a little more open. I think in my last couple of years, I've gotten more and more introverted as opposed to like extroverted. I've gotten a lot of decent friends and I have a nice solid friend group but I haven't really been actively seeking out new friendships in a while so Mm -hmm. I thought that at least with school that'd be an excuse to have a new friend group or at least you know one other person outside of my current friend circle that I could latch on to and we have our own like like special place or special references or whatever that not necessarily rubs against what I'm currently doing. And also just like, because my friend group is so large in the city of Chicago, it's, it's always nice. It's it's always an experience to have somebody that I don't know that doesn't really know any of my other friends because, you know, especially in any large city, it becomes very small. If you start having like more than three friends, because you'll, isn't that the truth? (laughs) <laughs> because you were like, oh, yeah, I know that person. Oh, yeah, I know that person. And six degrees becomes one degree very mm-hmm. quickly. So, yeah. you know, I was excited. Like, oh, man, I might have an opportunity to make new friends. And, you know, I always say, like, I hate people, but I love gatherings. But I really, really enjoy <laughs> making new friendships. Um, there's something beautiful about, you know, starting a friendship and getting to know about them and what their um, life experiences are and just trying to get myself out of my own head and it really hasn't been happening um with school yet i'm hoping the tie changes a little bit in the fall when i take an actual grad program and will be with the same kind of people over and over again but i feel like with this particular class experiment it's so uh transient in the way that like people are just taking one class here one class there and it's not something that people are 
gonna be going through for a certain amount of time just need like this one class for a prereq at somewhere else like I am doing or they are in the middle of a program right now and kind of like you know shutters up um, head down about it so I don't know mm. But um, but you, I mean, you. I see like every time you're on social media, you got like a new friend in your, you know, in your Instagram mentions, or you know, oh I got God, a new buddy hanging out, hang out <laughs> or like on Twitter. No, I'm serious. Like you seem to be making like loads of friends in New York. So like, how's that experience been for you being it's, in a whole new city? Um, it's it's. I will say like it is it is the social media lie because, the thing is like I feel I feel like I am making new friends which I'm super thankful for, but it still feels really hard. I mean, like, I'm happy to, like, it's it's more or less, like, I'm finally meeting up with people that I've talked to on the internet for so long, but it's something that, like, I feel like I definitely have to remember is that it takes time to make friends, and it takes time to build relationships with people where they kind of feel like you can be like incredibly really trusting with them and I think it's just like because I've lived in Chicago for so long I feel like I've definitely taken that time um I've built like with you and other friends that we've had like it felt like that was already like solidified but in fact like if you think about it, it took years. It took years for us to get like to this level of comfort. You know what I mean? And I've only been here for a couple months. Yeah, totally. So, so yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. So um, as far as like the social media lie, what do you mean by that? <laughs> okay. So, so like, so what I mean by that is like, I think making friends is so much like dating. Like you mm. have like the initial friend date. And I've had and I've had a couple friend dates with people where it's like we have like our initial hangout and you're like kind of getting to know each other, you're kind of like sussing each other out. And like you're 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 kind of like trying out. You're like can this person be a friend? And you like you're kind of getting to know their sense of humor, you're getting to know like what they find interesting, what they do outside of work. And it's it's kind of wild because it's like you kind of figure out like, all right, like when do we start texting? When is like the, the moment when we start texting each other random things? What do we do for our second friend date? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's very much like it's a dance. It like kind of reminds me of when I was dating of like this feeling of like, oh, man, does this person make it to the second friend date? Does this person get to meet the other friends in my friend group? Like it's very much a thing and especially as like being adults like it's it's harder it seems like it's really hard to make friends like as you're getting older because like looking at your particular um situation you're brought into this like one space like university and you kind of have this like silent bonding experience of we're all in this class together we're all trying to like past this thing and it's like a sort of crafted community versus I guess like for me work can count um but it's much harder to find those without actively being like hey your friend that this friend has introduced me to or we've talked so much on Twitter let's like actively go out for a drink you know what I mean and it's it's, it's so much like dating like 
like I think people don't give the two as much like comparison as they deserve you know what I mean yeah that's really interesting you say that too because I remember when I was when I I first graduated from undergrad a few years ago I had a very similar experience that I'm going through now as far as making new friendships because a lot of my friends had left the city they went either to the coasts or they went to the south or they moved and got married to the burbs and I just wasn't really having my friend circle kind of dissolved very quickly. And so I started latching on to people going, joining, you know, different organizations, basically trying to find my way to make friendships. And I remember, you know, not really having a system or necessarily having like a whole mythology of, you know, first date, second date, second hangout. I basically just like clung onto anybody who would like keep me around for a little bit longer than a half hour. Yeah. And I feel like in that time period, there was definitely a lot of, you know, misdirection or, you know, um, definitely friends that I probably wouldn't be friends with in any other circumstance. It was mostly just kind of like, you know, with, with school, you know, you're, it's out of convenience and proximity. But then like when you're out in the world and actually having to choose your friends, you get kind of in your head about it because you're like, I don't know, maybe they don't like me because, you know, they think I'm weird or my breath stinks or something strange like totally, that. Totally, totally. But Oh man, and that's another thing. It's like when you get to that point of closeness where you can tell the other person like, yo, like you were a little musty. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, totally. Absolutely. But like just being in that kind of, or like, I think with me, there was a point where I was kind of forcing friendships, mm-hmm. you know, forcing people to hang out with me. And I think to a certain extent, there was a period like when I think when you and I first met, I felt like I was really aggressive in our friendship because I thought you were really interesting and cool. And you were probably the, and no, honestly, seriously, like when we first met, I was like, oh, he's really great. And I think you were, when I met you, you were kind of the tail end of that kind of like forcing a lot of friendships onto, uh, onto people, or rather forcing my friendship onto them because I was just like very lonely and trying to, you know, navigate this post this post-grad experience that I was doing right now right, like right. what am I gonna do because I hated everybody I worked with like everyone on my job sucked so I was like I'm not trying to make any friends here so I was just kind of just like making the biggest effort I could outside of work you know going to concerts all the time and going to art shows and trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life as far as you know outside of what I did from nine to five and try to build friendships around that. But it was so hard because I thought I was just like a little too thirsty, I guess, just like, I just wanted to be around friends, try to create that experience I had in school again. And the thing about making friends in school, you know, when you're a kid is because like it's proximity and it's convenience. But now I'm back in that same environment in school where I thought, oh, you know, this is going to be great. I'll make friends just organically through school. And it's not been that way at all. So it's been like, Mm. it's been really interesting trying to, you know, not be so reliant on my experiences that I had when I was younger versus when I'm an adult now. And I've kind of set in my ways about how I approach people and how I build friendships and just trying to be more organic and authentic with how I approach people. But I'm not sure how that even works. So it's, Mm. it's interesting. So I'm trying to be a little more open, a little more honest, a little more forthcoming with how I'm, you know, approaching people in that classroom setting. But, you know, I guess 
what I'm trying to say is like with college or even high school, there's not just the academics that brings people together. It's the college life around it or the school life around it. And I think because of the way that I'm going to school right now, it's not centered around the college experience, quote unquote, but more about the academics. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's something to think about. But like with you being in New York, though, and that whole big old city that you're dealing with, <laughs> oh, along boy. with, well, I'm serious. I mean, it's a huge city, but mm-hmm. that, that big city and all those people, but also feeling like extremely alone in that kind of. Yeah. I mean, I did. Like there was a, there was a day like I think it was like last weekend and I just had this feeling of just like. Like it was in it, it, it's I guess it's a very special feeling that kind of happens when you do live in a new city where you kind of realize if there's like a low point in your day and not low as in like I'm feeling like my depression is kicking back in. But I mean like a low point as in, oh, yeah, it's a Friday night. You don't feel like going out, going out, but then you do feel like going out. And what I mean by that is like. You don't want to leave your neighborhood and you realize that like when you li- lived in your city previously, i.e. me in Chicago, like I would just call you. I would be like, yo, like, do you want to just like kick it? Like, we don't even have to go out. We can just like go. We can just like hang out at the house and chill. And I know I miss that. I miss that I so do. much. I do. I miss that's it like so my, much. That's like, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing about you being away. Like, I, I obviously like. I miss hanging out with you here at the office or like yeah. out on the streets. But my yeah. favorite times were when we were just like at your house, yeah. smoking a bowl and just like chilling just the fuck out. And it just was wonderful. It. And yeah, just kicking it. And I miss it. I miss it. And the wild thing about it is like, I think this is again, like kind of going back to like this thing about dating is mm-hmm. that because it takes time to get to that level of comfort with new friends it takes a while to build that kind of feeling with a new friend that you can just feel like you can text him like yo what you doing yo you want to just come over like there there's there's a lead up to that like you can't say that like like there's there are very special friends or people that kind of you click with immediately they can just be like yo you want to just like kick it (laughs) like and it's like friend time number two that this happens but yeah and it was kind of like that moment and i did i felt really lonely i like got up i like left the house i walked um down the street i went to dinner by myself i had a beer at a bar um by myself and read um but it was kind of that moment where i was really thinking like yeah um making new friends is hard but just like i guess like finding the love of your life or something like when you find great friends and you realize the joy that kind of comes from making that time to build like a solidified friendship. It's it, there's nothing like it, you know? And I guess I see that same way with you. Like it gets been years um, of building a friendship with you. And, but like, there's nothing like having this like friendship between you and I where it's like clockwork. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just like, it's stupid clockwork, but that takes time. That takes, you know, we've had moments where we've yelled at each other. We've had moments where we've cried. Like we've like, we've just, fought, just, like siblings. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just like dating, just like family, like 
you have those spats but weirdly enough like those things bring you closer because you're at least like you're um like i had a conversation with um friend of the show and my wife um Sine, about emoting and i have a problem with emoting um and when you emote like that's a vulnerability that kind of comes about because like you know you have this feeling like oh you have to be this big strong person or whatever right and um when you let that guard down, like, and that's something that you almost can't fake in a way, you know, like, yeah, I understand that too. Like I deflect a lot. Um, I just put up, you know, my, my massive, tall, very tall walls that you can't climb over, climb under, uh, crawl under rather. I'm, I I, I don't emote. Um, and then when I do, it just comes out like, you know, just like a geyser. It just shoots Mm -hmm. out you know, stand back. Like it's very like intense and it's rare. Like I might, you know, I might tear up sometimes or, you know, I might get, you know, a little emotional, but it's very internal. I never let it, I never express it outwards ever. Mm. And then when I do, it just comes out like waterworks. And it's like more about something that I had repressed from weeks before that it's finally coming up to the surface versus mm-hmm. the actual catalyst to what this emotion is warranting. Yeah. So it's it's hard to be that vulnerable, you know, and sharing it with someone else, especially with like a newfound friend or even, a, you know, a very, um, very early dating relationship too it's very difficult but i think with friendships even there's even a more of a apprehension to be vulnerable just Mm -hmm. because like there is no real skin in the game like there's no romantic feelings it's just like friendship companionship Mm -hmm. and i think when you are you know being a friend with somebody you're trying to it's not so much putting the best face forward but it's also making sure that like you have that kind of stability in your in your life where like, yeah, you know, if you need help, I'm around, blah, blah, blah. And you don't necessarily want to be the person that needs the help. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, like, like it's like, you know, fair weather friends like you, you know, it's it's super easy to collect fair weather friends. But like the friends that you need right. when you're actually like, you know, in the trenches, you know, right. going through something that takes not just time, but also takes the right kind of person too. Mm-hmm. Cause you can yeah. have fair with our friends for years, but like, you know, when you're actually going through depression or you lost your job or your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner broke up with you and you know, you need somebody to be there. It's hard to, to kind of figure out if this person has those characteristics that will be that person for you along the line. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think just as just kind of conclude this and wrap this up, though, I think that we are trying to make friends. Um, if you're in the Chicagoland area and want to be friends with me, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can reach out to me. Um, also, if you're friends in the New York area, reach out to Dames. We will love being <laughs> friends with you. But also, I think that, like, we, all, all, we can also just kind of, like, reconcile the fact that we aren't the only people that are going through this. And mm-hmm. that while, you know, we do oftentimes feel lonely, we aren't alone. Yeah. Mm. This just makes me miss you more. I know. I was worried that, like, look, you said you were lonely. We had a conversation over the phone. And I was like, "Is that, was that the catalyst of you feeling lonely? Because I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. Okay. 
Well, I'm going to go set up a Tinder account for friends only real quick <laughs> and try to find some friends. Okay. And once I come back um, from this break, um, for the people who are helping us pay the bills, yes. I'll let you know how it goes. Awesome. This week, we are lovingly sponsored by Cards in the Humanity. What? And new ad? What? I know, right? Right? Hey. But they told us not to read an ad, so I guess we're just going to move on. All right, Cher. Like, we, we let our feelings out. Mm-hmm. You know, my shoulders are tense right now, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to lo- let them loose because we're here to the fun part of the show. So, hey, Cher. Hey. You know what time it is? It is open call time. It's open call time. Open call. It is open call time. Open call is where we give a shout out to what it is we're feeling this week. It could be a concept. It can be an idea. It's honestly whatever we want. So, Cher, what are you feeling this week? I got two open calls. I'll make it really quick, though. Um, The first one is shout out to rom-coms. Um... (laughs) I was feeling in my feelings yesterday a little bit. I had some work I had to finish because Tuesday Cher was like, I can do that later. And Saturday Cher was like, fuck you. Yeah. You stupid Tuesday bitch. Like now I have to do all this work like that I could have done early in the week. Yeah. Sorry. I said it was like dark Kermit. Exactly. I was like, fuck. So um, I had like 13 hours of work I had to do yesterday, which was roof. But I took a break, and when I'm feeling kind of bummed out about just life in general, I watch rom-com movie trailers, particularly, oh, wow. from, That's particularly awesome. from the 1998 to like 2009, like those trailers are just so cheesy and hilarious, and you forget all these rom-coms existed. But I fell into one yesterday that I hadn't seen in a really long time that actually prompted me to watch the movie, which is called Definitely Maybe. It's starring man's man, Ryan Reynolds, who I'm not a fan of, but all the women <laughs> in the movie. All the women, but like this is one of the few movies I tolerate him, honestly. And he is a ad exec who, want, who used to be a politician, uh, camp, uh, a campaign manager in the, tw- in the 1990s. And him talking to his daughter about how um, he met her mother and um, it's these three women in his life that kind of like were integral in his like coming of age and also figuring out which one is his mother and also realizing that like um, who the true love of his life was because his, he's currently going through a divorce with his daughter's kid, mother. So kind of going through all of that. And it's a really sweet, funny movie. Um, one of my favorite actresses of all time, Rachel Weisz. She's phenomenal. She's in the movie. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Isla Fisher, who's also known as the redhead who's not Amy Adams. Oh, man. That's literally what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's um, Abigail Breslin, who was, like, the the little girl in every late aughts movie, was in the movie as a daughter. So it's really funny and smart and really sweet. And it's one of those movies where I kind of, like, want to live inside the film. Um, Just because it's, like, vibrant and funny and... Um, I'm always nostalgic of the 90s, so it's just really fun. If you like the 90s and like 90 pop culture references um, and just politics, but also you know happenstance relationships, it's a fun it's a fun watch. Highly mm-hmm. recommend it. Um, and then the second shout out is 
kind of to you. Um, <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so shout out to James. He met with a uh, CBS producer. Her name is Kai Thomas, and she sent me this amazing little pack of all the stuff from CBS Sunday Morning. And I like I'm getting emotional just thinking about it now. Like it's I, I don't know how many times I've talked about how much I love that show. Like I can't tell you how many times I love that show, but I watch it every week. Ironically, I miss it this week <laughs> recording the episode, but um it's um my favorite television show. I rarely miss it. I DVR'd it this week, so I'll watch it later tonight, but it's just, it's such a comfort food for me. And it's not a particularly amazing show, but it's radio for your eyes. It's just really nice little vignettes of stories, profiles on really interesting people. And like last week they did carry, John, carry James Marshall, a little like five minute expose on him. They, you know, this week they're interviewing Lord, the musician. So like they, they're kind of all over the, the gambit, but they're also just really nice, demure profiles as opposed to like, you know, everything else in the news is really depressing. So um, I got a, <laughs> so I got like a baseball cap, which is really nice baseball cap. I got I'm a really fucking jealous of this cap. I saw it and I was like, yo, I'm going to take a be like, let me get this. Let me get this. My mom's jealous too. She's like, uh. Like that's the thing. I'm, I'm like, I'm like such like not even like a fan of the show, but I know how much it means to you and I haven't even seen an episode, but this cap design is like dope it's so good it's so good it's a really 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 beautiful cap um i have a nice little journal like a moleskine journal with like a pocket in the back of it which i'm really excited about making notes about this summer and then i got a um a phone charger which is something that i always need which is wild (laughs) i'm like what so i like a charge it's my back now it's fully charged i'm so excited so um yeah it was just a wonderful surprise and I had a rough week this past week, just emotionally. And so, um, like I said earlier, we're just like kind of, you know, deflecting emotions. The, the waters works just completely went. And oh my God, the floodgates opened, just crying. Like, oh my God, this is so amazing. So yeah, shout out to <laughs> Kai. Shout out to James for making this beautiful connection happen. Hmm. Um, I hope to one day be able to like go and meet Kai and give her a handshake and say, thank you, girl. This is amazing. You don't know how one, how much joy this brought me. So what about you, James? What is your cause this week? Um, so I'm giving a shout out to a really dope festival I went to last night um, called Tape Fest. Oh, and man. Oh, I was wanting to go. Damn. So <laughs> so I had the time of my life. Um, it was hosted by um, my, my friend, speaking of friends here, um, Muj Zaidi. And he, like, it's like kind of like how you said radio for the eyes. That's kind of like what Tape Fest is, too. Um, so it was like a night of storytellers. Um, but, like, radio was kind of, like, the underlying thing behind Tape Fest. But the dope thing about it, which I'm really giving it a shout-out to, was it was my first one. So I had no idea what to expect from this thing. And it honestly made me feel like being back home in Chicago because mm-hmm. it was it was so weird in the best ways imaginable. Like, it reminded me of, like, 
going out to warehouses out in like East Garfield Park and and like having like a salon happening um, that's like a mixture of performance art, audio, music. Um, there was this really beautiful performance by this radio producer where her and her um, ex, but then they kind of are still seeing each other. They both got on stage, they both disrobed, and they both did this performance um, comparing like radio reporting to sex and and it was interesting and i don't know it was a really like delightful time and it felt like raw and like the whole festival felt like very raw and real they were like mixtures of that but then also like some really good stories by like um uh the planet money team they came up and did a story about um about uh the people that put together destroyed money and of course like this led to them like destroying like $20 bills on stage and everything oh my god it was wild. yeah um, how dare benjamin, they i could use one I, of those oh man yeah um benjamin walker did a really interesting piece uh about ufos and comparing it to drones um mm. and it was dope because like for this thing like um it was asked for like no recording so it felt like it was a very present time so it's like something that only existed in that space so oh man that's that's shout out to tape fest um i had a grand old time i was laughing so much i was Mm. crying i i felt connected and it made me miss chicago that's beautiful Um, so yeah All right, Cher, I don't know about you, but, like, I'm feeling loose. We got in our feelings like we do every fucking week here at Open Ended. Classic and us. <laughs> we're here. It's episode 91, man. We did it. Yeah. Um, we're so, on the countdown to 100, bitch. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, man. So, some quick housekeeping stuff. If you enjoy this show, like, tweet at us. Let us know. Like, use hashtag Open Ended uh, or tweet at our accounts they're both logged into our phones so you might get a response back from one of us at openendedfm you can follow me share at share musings and you can follow me personally at underscore james t green and if you so choose and want to give us a long formed um, response not just longer than 140 characters you can go to the open-ended podcast at gmail.com and send us an email and last but not least, like if you want to show us some more additional love and you have some extra change in your pocket, you can send us a donation at openended.fm slash donate. You can read us or review us on Apple Podcast, and you can recommend us on Overcast, Pocket Cast, or wherever you listen to your audio programming. And lastly, we're a proud member of two podcast collectives, the Chicago Podcast Co-op, Um, which is a collective of independent shows uh, based out of or touching Chicago and Pulse Loudness, a collective of independent audio shows hosted by people of color, women, and or queer identified hosts. But yeah, uh, man, I'm, I miss you, buddy. I miss you too. So much, so much. So we'll be back next week, but until then. Keep things open-ended. Hey, so thanks again for listening. I uh, just wanted to give you a another reminder that this episode was sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. So thank you all to Cards and check them out. Buy their cards.
post-loudness. Audio on the French.